out of the heart of America in Dayton, Ohio at the Nutter Center, live. Get ready for the first ever WWF King of the Ring Tournament. It's an entire event that includes a title defense for five-time World Wrestling Federation champion Hulk Hogan as he meets Yokozuna for that coveted title. But then eight of the greatest superstars of the World Wrestling Federation today, the men who have qualified, will be involved in a single elimination one-night tournament. Now, standing by, face-to-face, two men who are in the tournament, and ironically enough, with the history involving the two of you, the background, you're going to be facing in the opening round of that tournament, uh, Brett the Hitman Hart, a former World Wrestling Federation champ, and his opponent, Razor Ramon. Welcome, sir. Uh, Mr. Ramon. What? Uh, you have met the Hitman be- uh, Hart before, yeah, have you not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it Shut didn't up, work Gene out all Man. that well for you, did it? Oh, uh, laugh it up, Gene Man. Yeah. Uh, I'm not laughing at all. I know the Hitman. It's a I... fact. Shut up. I know the Hitman. Everybody knows the Hitman. He's like a worn-out recording of your favorite song. Time to fast forward. Take a look at the bad guy. The Nutter Center, that's the right name, man, because Hitman, you nuts if you think you're going to beat Razor Ramon. Uh, Brett, Brett Hart, uh, uh, this guy gave up to you once before. I mean, that oh, is a oh, fact. That no is way. a fact. No way. That's a fruit. You know, Gene, for, for the longest time, I've, I, I've known I'm the number one seed, and I knew that I was going to be ready for the whoever it was that I stepped in the ring with. And now I've got the privilege and the honor of stepping in the ring with Razor Ramon for the second time. But you know something, Razor Ramon? Ever since I lost the World Wrestling Federation title, I've only got one thing on my mind, and that means going straight back up to the top. Oh, and yeah? the fact that you it's you standing in my way makes it that much problem. better. Because yeah. I can promise you one thing. When I step in the ring with you, I'm going to wipe you out. I'm going to stomp you out and punch your face in. And I can promise you one thing. You will have the sharpshooter put on you. And oh, this yeah? time, you'll oh, have yeah? to give up oh, nice yeah? and loud and clear. Oh, yeah? I want that uncle real loud. Yeah, I want okay. everybody okay. to know that you gave up. Because that's exactly what you're going to do. I don't need you're gonna you to give, give up, Chico. In the nutter when I hoist you high above my head for the razor's edge, you won't be able to give up, Thank Chico. you, gentlemen. You'll be out cold. Back to more work on the debate team for Razor Ramon. And press the hit, Bad Hart. They're going to be opening the action at the King of the Ring tournament. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. He's got his younger brother. It's gonna be Jeff. The cream will rise to the top. Oh yeah! And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully posable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. They sold separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode 322 of the Fully Puzzable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. My name is Jeff, and sitting alongside next to me is my real life brother, not storyline brother, Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello. Scott, this show is going to be completely different. This week in wrestling was a rough one, so... We're just going to get everything out of the way. You guys know where to get our shirts, Pro Wrestling Tees, WhatAManeuver.net. You guys know where to follow us, Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat, at Fully Posable, Instagram, Fully Posable, WFP. 
You can listen to any of our past podcasts on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Please rate and review on iTunes. You can send us any audio questions, questions, or anything else at all. Send it on over to fullyposablewfp at gmail.com. Scott, do you have anything to report that you bought? Uh, No. No toy spotting at all this week. I do want to say I got in my Hulk Hogan Superstars figure. As I said, man, I'm in love with these figures. They are very cool. And you got to love love letters, right? When a company does something for one of the older companies like Mattel is doing for Remco, you got to love that. And I think it really is a love letter to that line. I think that they're really honoring that tradition of what Remco was. Granted, the figures look a lot better than the Remcos did, but kudos to Mattel. Those figures are awesome. You showed me the Hogan before we started recording, and man, that thing is nice. About 38 years later, your figure should look better than the originals. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Technology and stuff, dude. Gotta love it. Yeah, technology and stuff. I was watching Superstars and Raw and all this stuff, but after the passing of Scott Hall, I kind of took a break from it and was watching a lot of Scott Hall stuff, not only on YouTube, but on the network. So the Superstars talk, I know a lot of people have been loving it. And I thank you guys because you guys have been reaching out and this has been a lot of fun. So thank you to everyone. But I kind of hit the pause button last Sunday and wasn't really feeling watching it. I've been watching a lot of Scott Hall diamond stud stuff on youtube and and on the network and stuff so i've kind of pumped the brakes a little bit it'll be all back next week just this week just feels different if you know what i mean it's been a rough week man as a wrestling community i think we can all agree that for the most part it's kind of toxic it tends to get really negative what yeah (laughs) what you're kidding but when something like this happens i think it's really great that the wrestling community comes together as one and just really starts to spread the love. I could not go on my timeline on any social media without seeing a post about Scott Hall. And I love that because he's honestly, and this, this sounds cliche, but it's, it's so true. He's going to live forever. He really is in the hearts and minds and on Pacock. He's literally going to live forever. His body of work, it speaks for itself. And man, a rough week and not just Scott Hall. It was Big E's neck as well. Yeah. He got injured on SmackDown and there's a possibility he may never wrestle again. No surgery, thankfully, but you know, if that vertebrae doesn't heal correctly, he may never wrestle again. So all around as a wrestling community, it was great to see everybody kind of come together and just really start spreading the positivity and love and being there for each other. And just a tremendous loss. I've been in a funk all week. And I know I'm not the only one. I know a lot of people listening to this show, just these things really hit hard. And I hate having episodes like this. But what you and I tend to do is we we reflect on what that performer gave us and we're positive about it. And we try to bring your guys' spirits up. This is not going to be a downer episode. This is more of a celebration of what Scott Hall gave us. Can I guess what the Aquanet Minute would have been though? Oh, please. Yeah, guess. Tora Tora. No, it was actually going to be the new Ghost album. That is not hair metal. Well, you'd be surprised. It was actually fas- fashioned after Power Slave, the Iron Maiden album. Oh, From okay. what Tobias said. And you can hear a lot of influence of 80s hair metal in it. So that was going to be the Aquanet Minute this week is Impera by Ghost. Oh, damn. I thought I had it with Tora Tora. No, you weren't even close, dude. But what nice about, try, though. But what about Danger Danger? Wow. 
Would you like to have the Aquanet Minute with Tora Tora this week? No, not really. Okay. I'm good, dude. Okay. Are you sure? Yeah, I actually turned it off Sirius XM, if you know what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) But it was funny. I was like, I don't remember Tora Tora. And then, like, (laughs) three songs later, it was Danger Danger. I was like, what's up with these double names? (laughs) (laughs) You love it. It's like Scott Scott, Jeff Jeff. As I said, the show's going to be completely different, man. It's just going to be a... A quick little speed through a little bit, but let's get into the news. Jazzwares. There was little tidbits. Uh, Jazzwares team decided to create the Supreme line in place of pursuing two packs for now based on them being similar price points. Not off the table, just not at the moment. Want to be considerate of people's wallets due to higher price points. Well, thank you. (laughs) That's so considerate. They're like, they're paying like $12 a gallon for gas. (laughs) Let's try to ease it up a little bit. Jazzware said they are not afraid to put a non-wrestling talent in the main line. They hinted at Tony Schiavone in the works as a possible exclusive rather than do a build a figure. I love that. How cool would that be to get a Tony Schiavone finally? Oh, I know. Uh, Little tidbits also from Figures Toy Company. They need to stop production on Ring of Honor and they need to offload their inventory. So head on over to figurestoycompany.co if you are wanting any of the ROH figures like Bandito or Roosh or anything that Ring of Honor, it needs to go. So by March 31st, get your orders in. Yeah, they're gone after that and you're out of luck. And also a picture was sent over to me. On the back of one of the cards, it showed off Bobby Eaton, Stan Lane, and Dennis Condry, dude. Wow. Wow. That's wish list material right there. I, I, I'm in shock, dude. Like, I never thought Figures Toyco would get the Midnight Express, but with their success of Jim Cornette. Oh, yeah. His figure always sells out through them. Dude, always. With the success of the Jim Cornette figure and Chris having ties to Cornette, it makes sense that they make the Midnight Express, all variations of them. Yeah, I love that. We're not getting Randy Rose, but I'm okay with that. It's great that we're getting a Condry. It's great that we're getting a lane, especially great that we're getting a Bobby Eaton, finally. Yes, we've had a Midnight Express in the Classic Superstars line, but I'm really excited to see with the the soft goods that we all know and love Figures Toy Company for, I really want to see what they can do with the Midnight Express. I'm excited. Well, with that being the only, and when I say that, the Jack's Classic Superstars being the only Midnight Express ever, the fact that we're getting all variations, minus Randy Rose, of the Midnight Express, dude, this is awesome. Yeah, I can't wait to see what different outfits they're going to be in, uh, what the soft goods are going to be, what the likenesses are going to be, the sculpts. I, I'm just super excited, dude, and that is fantastic. The Midnight Express, one of the greatest tag teams of all time, and not well represented as your Rock and Roll Express, Jeff. Not well represented in the figure world. So it's great to see Figures Toyco getting those. As I said, that was shown off on the back of a card. I'm excited, dude. I can't wait for these. I wonder if they're going to be doing like four packs, like, you know, all three, Eaton, Lane, and Condry with Jim Cornette. I hope so. Then it could do two packs of Eaton and Condry, Eaton and Lane. You know, it, it, it's just endless. Yeah, they do have a premium price point. You're looking at around $30, $35 for the figures. But with that said, I think honestly with the Midnight Express, Chris knows what the fans want out of this. They're going to get it right. So I think that those those high price points are going to be well worth it. I'm excited to see what the finished product looks like. This is going to be a different show. There's no breaks. 
No nostalgia. That will be pushed off till next week. This is just a special episode, basically to reflect and dedicate to Scott Hall. And I know every podcast has probably done that. I've heard quite a few, and everybody has done a great job just reflecting on their own experiences with Scott. And, you know, ours isn't going to be any different. It's just different stories and memories. And let's talk about his figures because his figures are going to be treasured by all of us after everything that's just happened. And I mean, they've always been treasured. Razor Ramon figures, Scott Hall figures have always been top of the line, just great looking figures. And well, except for the R3s. Oh, God damn it. Why'd you have to bring that up? <laughs> well, it's going to come up eventually. Son of a bitch. Why'd you do that? <laughs> you son. And, and Toy Biz. But anyways. Oh, hey, hey. What? What did Careful. I say? What? Careful. what? Watch it. Easy, Dane. Easy. <laughs> but let's go over some Scott Hall memories, man. I mean, like, I remember the first time we saw him in AWA. He was kind of on his way out as tag champ with Kurt Henning. Yes, correct saw that transition but we still saw him funny thing is is i didn't even know he was the diamond stud really you didn't know that not at the not in the late 80s early 90s no wow yeah so we saw him first in the awa but like you said he was mostly on his way out big scott hall uh he went elsewhere after the awa and then showed up in wcw around what 91 90 or 91 yeah 90 91 yeah the diamond stud yep was with DDP. Yep. And it w- it was almost like an early incarnation of Razor Ramon. Kind of similar mannerisms. He was kind of starting to polish that character a little bit. And when he finally went to the WWF as Razor Ramon, he had kind of had that swagger as the diamond stud. And it carried over to Razor. What WWF did with Razor and... I don't know why they don't do this anymore. Maybe they just think it's so dated and their writers just aren't a fan. Vignettes introduced us to Razor Ramon. He was almost like Scarface. He was like living it up in Miami. He was eating wherever he wanted to, dating whoever he wanted to, driving whatever car he wanted to. And he was he just became immediately like this larger than life heel who kind of just like chewed on a toothpick and flicked it in people's faces, treated people like crap. And you just, you wanted to hate him right off the bat. And when he came in, dude, he was a big deal. As soon as he hit the ring, based on the vignettes, you already knew he was a badass. Yep. You already hated his guts. The crowd already had a reaction to him because they had been seeing him for weeks in the vignettes. I wish they did more of this character building today. Well, they have. They've got that Var, Var, the Varheen guy that has been doing vignettes for like the past three years. Oh, you're right. Yeah. So, I mean, he's he's really milking the vignettes on that one, man. Yeah, Tom Brady retired and came back faster than Veer has come to Raw. <laughs> I saw a meme that said Tom Brady unretired because gas prices are so high. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> there might be some truth to that. <laughs> Good thing they don't charge him for air in his footballs. I was thinking about it. <laughs> one of my favorite... Scott Hall moments. I mean, everybody reflects back to the WrestleMania 10 match, but the very first time he won the IC belt, it was so unique the way they did it. On one Monday Night Raw, they did a battle royal, and then the final two participants faced off next week for the IC title that was held up. Yep. They have never done that since, and I thought that was so unique and so well done. Yeah, it was cool. So Martell and Razor were the last two guys in. Yep. Yeah, and Razor beat Martell for the IC belt. But it was so unique, like, 
you were thinking, okay, Martell isn't gonna win this, but is Razor like, are they really gonna put the icy belt on Razor? And I'll tell you what, it was one of the best things they ever did. Oh, I totally agree. And it just seemed when he became a face, it was so natural. Like you hated him so much, but then he started to swerve over to being a face and you're like, okay, now I love the guy. Yeah. And there was nothing wrong with that. It wasn't really flip-flopping. It was just, you hated him so much. And I guess there really is that fine line between love and hate that he just like, boom. Okay. Now I love Razor. <laughs> and yeah, he was exactly. just, he just, he took to the fans like a duck to water, dude. Like it was just so natural when he won that icy title. And then, as you said, Jeff went on to feud with Shawn Michaels and let's put it over on some of his opponents who made Razor look like a million bucks. HBK definitely being at the top of that list. Jeff Jarrett as well. Oh, sure. Yeah. Jeff Jarrett was great as one of his opponents. He put over one, two, three kid. Razor was like one of the biggest heels in the company. And here comes one, two, three kid, the scrawny baby face and Razor put him over on a Monday night raw. That was incredible. He didn't have to do that. I mean, granted, yes, they told him, but he could have been like, no, give that crap to somebody else. I'm not putting this kid over. Do you remember watching that? Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. It was funny too, because he didn't he have like different names. Like it was like one, two, three kid, lightning kid, the kid or something like yeah, that. Yeah, It was like all of that. Yeah. I, I'll probably be catching up to that here shortly on Monday Night Raws. But yeah, he started going through all those names and then uh, you're thinking he's going to job out to Razor and all of a sudden he beats Razor with a moonsault. You're like, oh shit, what? Yeah. It was almost the equivalent of watching The Undertaker lose at WrestleMania. Like it was just that shock factor of, wait, did I just see that? Like this kid came out of nowhere and beat Razor Ramon. But yeah. again, if Razor is not at that that spot on the card or at that stature, one, two, three kids win doesn't really mean much, right? They could have fed guys to one, two, three kid and gotten them over that way. But Razor was gracious enough to put them over and in doing so basically created another star in the company. One of the things that was hard is the night before everything came out about the hip surgery and blood clots and all that stuff and life support, before I went to bed, the match I was watching was Razor versus Virgil on a Monday Night Raw. Oh, wow. So I was like, I'm, I'm getting tired. I'm going to just go to bed. And I stopped the match kind of, I think Razor had Virgil in a, a twist, a abdominal twist or whatnot. Oh, the abdominal stretch. Yeah, and you usually grab over and, and pull on the top rope because that's exactly. what heels do. No, no, he would grab the leg. Oh, he grabbed the, that's right. He grabbed the leg. Yes. And I was like, man, I'm getting tired. I'm going to turn this match off. And dude, the next morning, first thing I see on Bleacher Report is Razor's on life support. It was one of those like haunting things. Like, holy crap. The last thing I watched before I went to bed was a Razor match. Yeah. It's so sad the way it all came about. And it was just so sudden, like unexpected. You know, it wasn't like, oh, Scott's in poor health. And then Scott's on life support. It was just like, boom, Scott's on life support because of complications from a replacement surgery. Right. You're like, damn it. That's just for everything he went through in his life. And he had a hard life, but everything he went through and then something like this, where he's trying to better himself and it just, life is so short, right? Yep. Just, you never know all the stuff he put his body through and now he's healthy He's doing things the right way. He's making himself better by getting his hip replaced and just a complication and it takes your life. And God, then you read what Kevin Nash wrote about him. And, you know, Christopher Dean reached out to me and we kind of talked about that Nash post. And dude, if you can have an effect on somebody's life, the way Scott Hall had an effect on Kevin Nash's. Yeah. I think along the way you've done something right. 
And those guys were like brothers, and it's so sad. And, you know, that'll get to another Razor opponent in Diesel. They had a SummerSlam match. Yeah, they did. And, you know, Razor, multi-time IC champion, Diesel, heavyweight champion. He was a Triple Crown winner. Yep. And the success that they had in the WWF, and then both guys decided to team up and change the business. And they did. They absolutely did. They basically had the second coming of Hulkamania in the NWO. You can say what you want about Austin 316 and you're 100% right. But honestly, the NWO, I think, was the second coming of Hulkamania. That and Austin 316, those two forces, it made wrestling big again. And Scott Hall was a huge part of that. He was the first one to show up on Nitro. Then you had Nash a couple weeks later, then Bash at the Beach, you get Hogan to solidify the NWO. But Scott Hall came over and a revolution started, dude. You had the NWO and you had Austin 316 that made wrestling relevant again. And it was basically like a rebirth of what Hulkamania did way back in 84. Wrestling was big again. Wrestling was popular. You could wear a wrestling t-shirt and not be made fun of. Like they made wrestling cool. The NWO and Austin 316 made wrestling cool. Scott Hall was a huge part of that. NWO shirts on TV every week. It was something that the fans wanted to be a part of, right? You wore your NWO colors with pride. I didn't personally, but you know how I, I feel about the whole WCW, WWF thing back in the day. I was full on team WWF, but you couldn't ignore what was going on in WCW. It was cool to be a wrestling fan again. You could wear an NWO shirt and be cool. You could wear an Austin 316 shirt, a DX shirt and be cool. And Scott Hall was a huge part of that. And that's one thing that you've read a lot about the last few days is how he was just naturally cool. It wasn't an act with him. He just had a swagger. He had a presence, an aura about him, and it was just cool. Everything about him just dripped cool. And it came across on the screen. It wasn't forced. It wasn't fake. And the fans bought into it because of that. At least that's what I think anyway. He made wrestling cool again. Now, do you remember getting his very first AWA figure? Uh, to be honest, not really. We had the Scott Hall figure. Mm-hmm. We got it, and and we're going to get to that in the who did it better part of this. Uh, he was in a two-pack with gorgeous Jimmy Garvin. Basically, the same figure as was in the uh, Steve Regal, Precious, and Jimmy Garvin three-pack. The robe was a different color in the greatest grudge matches one, but it was big Scott Hall and gorgeous Jimmy Garvin. Scott had a, a black like soft good uh, jacket on and he almost looked like Magnum PI. Yeah. That's, I think that was the cool thing in the eighties to look like Magnum PI. Like Tom Selleck set a trend. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Chest hair and mustache. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> That's the Magnum P.I. theme. (laughs) 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 Something like that. I think I was, I think I was off cue a little bit. Sorry. (laughs) Off key. Off key. Close enough. Sorry. Sorry. Um, Yeah. I think that was like the look because Magnum T.A. had that same look. Scott Hall had that. It's it's just the mustache and the hair. That's all it was. But anyways, I I remember I, I, played with the Scott Hall figure, but I wasn't too familiar with Scott Hall because as I said, we were coming into AWA right as like he was being phased out. Right. When we really got into it, it was like the midnight rockers, buddy Rose and Doug Summers. Correct. 
So we're talking like 86. So Scott Hall and, uh, and Mr. Perfect or Kurt Henning had just lost the straps to Rose and Summers. Right. And that's when we kind of picked it up. Right. So we weren't really privy to, basically because it was almost impossible to find AWA in our area. You know, it was like weekdays on ESPN at around 12 or 1. So we really didn't get to see a lot of Kurt Henning and Scott Hall's matches. When I bust out the AWA ring, it was always like, I'd play with Ric Flair, I'd play with uh, Jimmy Garvin, because I was watching them on NWA. Exactly, yeah, and the Road Warriors, of course. And then Bachwinkle I'd play with, of course, because he was AWA champ and stuff like that. Right, right. And the Freebirds, too. But, like, Scott Hall never really got picked up and played with a lot, because I wasn't too familiar with him at the time. Right. So you got to meet Scott Hall back in StocktonCon this past year. Finally, the first time. And I know we've talked numerous times on the show that it seems like every time Scott Hall had a West Coast date, it would get canceled or it would get postponed. And I'd always be at the ready, like, okay, I'm going to get this figure signed or I'm going to get that figure signed and he'd cancel on it. And how many times have we told you guys never miss an opportunity to go meet your favorite wrestlers? Never pass it up. If you see them at a, at a signing, go out of your way to go meet them, to get their autograph, to tell them what they meant to you. Now, granted, when I met Razor, I didn't have a conversation. His line was huge. All I paid for was the autograph. I didn't get a picture with him or anything. You know, it was just, thank you. It's a pleasure to meet you and on my way. But I kind of have a regret about that a little bit, right? Like, I would have loved to jog his memory to see if he remembered calling Luger a horse face. <laughs> why? Do- Holy crap, why didn't we do that? I don't know. I, d- I wish we would have. Because that would, but it's one of those things you're in front of them. And at least for me, things kind of escape you sometimes. Yeah. And that definitely happened to me. And it was just a a thank you, pleasure meeting you. And, you know, I'm on my way with my razor defining moments autograph. And I'm super thankful I have it because I finally got to meet razor. He was definitely on my list of you have to meet this person and get their autograph. And I'm so happy I finally did. So I've met Razor a few times. The first time I met him, this was back in Dallas, back in 2016. Celeste was carrying around all the figures. <laughs> she was your pack mule. Yeah, we joke around about her being the pack mule. Yes. And uh, I go up to Razor. Now I'm just holding a paint pen at a defining moment. Celeste has like bags and carrying, you know, like everything behind her, you know, dry, you know, all that stuff. And so Razor looks up and he goes... Is that your girl? I go, yeah. He goes, "Uh, you owe mama a steak dinner for carrying all that stuff. (laughs) And he goes, you need tonight to take her to dinner. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. I will. I will. Just can you sign the figure, please? (laughs) (laughs) I promise, Mr. Ramon. Uh, The second time I met him, this was, this is one of my favorite stories at a signing. It was at StarCast 2019. And I was, I had a ticket for Scott Hall because as I said, I like getting these card cases signed. And at StarCast, you get a photo and an auto. So I go into the room that Scott Hall was in. Razor has the IC title or Ace IC title in there. So we go up and you take the picture, you stand on the ladder, you hold the IC title and Razor's all, hold this. And I was like, oh, and I put my hand, like my right arm across. And he goes, no, 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 hold it with your left because that way you're not blocking the title. I was like, oh, smart move. So I hold the title and snap the picture and gets down off the ladder and he goes over to the card case. And both him and his handler are really confused by this card case. And uh, the handler goes, 
hey, uh, don't really see many of those getting signed. And Razor had already signed Scott Hall on the on one side of it. And I said, yeah, I usually put the Hasbro figure in here. And then I that's the way to display them is you have the auto and the figure inside. And Razor looks at me and he goes, well, I never had a Scott Hall Hasbro. Here, let me flip this over. And he flips the card case over and signs Razor Ramon after already signing Scott Hall on the other side. Oh, so it's double sided. I never noticed that on yours. Oh, dude, it's double sided. Scott Hall on one side, Razor on the other. Oh, that's incredible. Dude, I've never. I, you may have told me that story and I just blanked on it. But now next time I come over, I'm definitely going to have to take a look at your Razor autograph now in that, uh, on that Hasbro. I'm so glad you listened to me, chump. <laughs> you know, after 322 episodes, you kind of become white noise after a while. Just saying. <laughs> but yeah, that's one of my favorite stories from a signing is because it, he didn't have to do that. You know, like they could have been like, uh, sorry, you know, you only get one auto. Razor just did it on his own. He flipped the card case over and signed Razor on the other side. Oh, see, now that's cool, dude. That, yeah. And that's that's exactly what I was just saying. Just cool without even trying. Yeah. The other thing I'm kind of regretting, and you called me on this when we met Razor and Nash back at Stockton Con this past year. I have that Jax 2-pack, that exclusive of the Outsiders, Hall and Nash. Yes. I should have gotten that signed. See, listeners, this is what I'm talking about. You called me on it, and you're 100% correct, and I wish I would have gotten that signed. I don't think you'd be missing that money right now. You're correct. But you're definitely missing that piece hanging on your wall. You are 100% correct. I do have a battle pack of Hall and Nash in white NWO shirts that is signed. So that's cool, but it there's something about getting those Jack's classics that I wish I would have gotten signed. The packaging is so beautiful. And when you've got a paint pen auto on the front of it, it just pops. Yeah. And, oh, dude, I... I try to talk you into it, but it's one of those things that, okay, so now budget comes into it because autographs aren't cheap anymore, right? Not that they ever really were cheap, but definitely now are not cheap. Oh, I know. WrestleCon's going to be a couple dollars. It's going to be costing you some pretty pennies. And I guess at some point we'll get into that as well, that you're now officially going to WrestleMania. I am WrestleMania bound. <laughs> I'm not in WrestleMania shape. I have to get myself into WrestleMania shape for two next two weeks. Well, I don't think you're going to have a match, dude, unless Seth Rollins really needs an opponent. <laughs> I walk down the aisle. My middies hitting me in my face. <laughs> Look at his man tits. <laughs> Why is he so white? <laughs> dude, I am, dude. <laughs> we thought Seamus was bad. This dude glows. I fear the sun. <laughs> but anyways, uh, yeah, I am. Long story long, I am heading to WrestleCon. Damn you, Steve from PPW talked me into it, but it's happening. Yeah, what a jerk. He's giving you a ticket to Saturday's show. I know. You get to see KO and Stone Cold. And I hope Cody and Seth, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. That's the word on the street, as they say. Well, I'm hoping it's Saturday because I got the ticket to Saturday's show. Yes, because Sunday you have a baseball draft to attend. Yes, I'm actually getting up at the butt crack of dawn in Dallas and catching a flight home hella early. Look at you being like Ric Flair. Minus the harem and the money and the suits, the really nice shoes and the alcohol. alcohol, Yeah. And the robes. Yeah. But you know, aside from that, you're totally Ric Flair, dude. I'm living off caffeine 
and adrenaline for the fantasy baseball draft. So is the uh, the energy drink of choice now Zoa? And that's what I tend to go to now. Although yeah. I did pick up some aftershocks from the grocery store. Oh, nice. Yeah, those are good. Oh, I love those things. The orange ones. Anyways, Scott, let's do who did a better Scott Hall edition, man. Let's remember Scott Hall wrestling figure. So I, I didn't necessarily do like a deep dive on his figures. I took a lot of notes kind of off the top of my head. And then I went and looked a little bit up on wrestling figure database as well, which wrestlingfiguredatabase.com. If you are looking for a figure of a wrestler, just type in the name and literally everything of that wrestler pops up. It's incredible. Very, very cool site. We talked about his Remco earlier. Scott Hall is one of the few guys that has figures by almost every major toy manufacturer that made wrestling toys in the 80s, 90s, 2000s, and 2010s. Correct. Not many guys have that. It's a short list. Scott Hall's on it. So we obviously had Big Scott Hall. We discussed him. Greatest grudge matches. Black card Remco with gorgeous Jimmy Garvin. That was his very first one. Around 85, 86, those came out. Yep. Unfortunately, LJNs were long gone by the time we were blessed with Razor Ramon on our television screens. But we did get two Hasbros. Same mold, but we had Has- we had Hasbro Razor in black. And we had Hasbro Razor in purple. With the gold chain, I might add. Great accessory. We had Just Toys, Razor Ramon Bendem. We had several versions of Scott Hall in the Toy Biz line. There were multi-packs and single packs of him. Black and white and red and black, NWO. Of course, we had Jack's Razor Ramon Series 1 Bone Cruncher that mine had the ass fall off. I think we actually <laughs> talked about that last week. We did, dude. <clears throat> it was Razor and Maroon. Which there haven't been a lot of razors in maroon. It always seems like it's black or purple. Yes. Maybe they were going for purple and that's just what they ended up with. And they're like, eh, Chinese New Year. (laughs) We're going to go with maroon. (laughs) Uh, We also mentioned he had an R3. Yes. They actually had an R3 NWO set where you got a couple of versions of Scott Hall. They had him in a, like a finishing moves two pack with Austin. And then they did two versions of Scott Hall. On the single card, you had Scott Hall in his wrestling gear, and you had Scott Hall in a t-shirt and jeans. Of course, NWO shirt. And this isn't going to be every single Razor figure or Scott Hall figure. This is just kind of a sprinkling, if you will. Uh, We had Classic Superstars Razor, of course. Then in multi-packs of the Classic Superstars, you had him as Scott Hall. Then you had him in the Deluxe Classics as Scott Hall. They also did the Build and Brawl, Jeff, as Razor Ramon. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you remember the stack down sets? I sure do. The mid 2010s, there was a three pack of Hogan Hall and Nash. Yes. So it was almost like a Scott Hall Lego. I wish I would have gotten that. Really? Yeah. Like that would have been the only one you got. Are there others that you regret not getting or the whole set? Well, I do have the Wyatt family set that's not opened. Oh, and see, I bought the LOD one. Oh, you did get the LOD one? Yeah, I found it at Toys R Us. Like a long time ago. I could never find the LOD one. I got lucky. It was behind something else. I was kind of just flipping through the stack down stuff. I'm like, I wonder if they have LOD. And yeah, it was hiding behind something else. I'm like, score. And I think it was on clearance for like 10 bucks. Oh, dude. Nice. Yeah, I got lucky on it. And it's sitting in a bin in the garage. But yeah, I got the LOD set in that. But they did a Razor in that as well. Or not Razor. They did a Scott Hall. Oh, okay. Uh, Funko. 
They've done a Razor Ramon in their regular pop line. But if you remember, Jeff, they had those mystery minis and they did a Razor Ramon. And remember, you could go to the blind box and people had like the Contra code. Yes. So you could count which boxes were Slaughter, Razor, and Jake. Right, right. And I think you did the Contra code and got me a Razor. You're right. Somebody did the up, up, down, down code for it. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's hilarious. I forgot about that. So I did get you a Razor? You did, yeah. Okay, cool. And I want to say those were all target. I think Hacksaw Duggan was in that assortment too. That were like Target exclusive. Because you could get them at Hot Topic. You could get them at Target. Uh, I think Walgreens had them as well. Yes. But I want to say Target was the one that had the exclusive and you scored me a razor. Um, of course, Mattel. The current day brand for WWE. They've done a, a boatload of Scott Hall slash Razor Ramones. And like you, Jeff, mentioned the battle pack that you have with Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. Um, gosh, between elites, ringside exclusives, battle packs, basics, you name it, they've done it. However, somebody had a killer idea earlier. Which was? So you know how Jazz wears AEW line, they're doing those Supremes now? Yes. If Mattel could follow suit in their Ultimate Editions, put out a Scott Hall that has interchangeable like legs waist where you could basically have Scott Hall NWO or Razor Ramon. Oh, okay. NWO shirt, Razor Ramon vest. And then the bottom part would be black and white trunks or Razor Ramon trunks. And of course I'm sure he'd be in purple. I would rather see the black vest with the red a la his Hasbro figure. Right. But black boots, red razor trunks, or black and white trunks, black boots for NWO Hall. The upper torso accessories, we're talking chain, of course, for razor. Mm -hmm. Razor Ramon black vest and an NWO Polly Pocket style shirt. And interchangeable heads. They usually go cloth in the uh, Ultimate Editions. Um, Do you think Mattel's going to have to up their game to match the Supremes now that they have a lower waist? Well, it's always monkey see, monkey do, right? True. So I would think so. At some point, they're going to have to address it. And okay. if somebody does an interview with Steve, I would love that to be one of the questions. You know, we know that he's watching what Jazzwares is doing. Of course he is. He'd be crazy not to. He totally does. So I'm wondering if they're kind of like taking that under consideration. Like now they're taking notes. Like, okay, okay. this is a cool idea. Moving forward with Ultimate Editions, let's jack the price up five bucks. Or 10 bucks, but let's do lower half of the body as well. I'd love to see that. And on top of that, we are only a few months away, not only from receiving our Mattel Creations new generation ring that's going to come with Diesel, but I'm sure we're a few months away from hearing what the next one is going to be. How great would it be if they already had this in the hopper, a WCW entrance with NWO Scott Hall? Uh, do they go back to entrances, though? Why not? First one maxed out. True. But do they go away from entrances? Like, okay, we've already done entrances. We've got to think of something else. Maybe a Titantron or something? Titantron makes a lot of sense. That was a very popular playset when Jax did it in 2000. Right. Or 99, whatever it was. Those Titantron live figures. I think it makes a lot of sense that they would revisit something like that. That set is still, I don't know if it goes for a lot today, loose or mint in box, 
but it's it's a very well loved set. Every time somebody posts it, somebody has to comment. I totally had that as a kid, or as a grown man myself, I bought that because it came with the Vince figure. And then I was like, this is an amazing idea. Like you put the metal plate on the foot to match the metal plate on the stage, and it's going to play their specific theme. That's genius. I mean, we're talking like ninety nine two thousand. That was high tech stuff. It was incredible. So I don't think that that Mattel is going to go that route with it. But a Titan Tron is totally within the realm of possibility for sure. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Jack Pacific 1999 WWF Titan Tron Live, the music entrance set with Vince. Right now, $109.99. In the box? Yeah, it's in the box. Okay. So 110? Yeah, that's nothing. That is such a cool set for nostalgia purposes alone. But I think it would be very cool if somehow Scott Hall worked his way in, or even Razor Ramon worked his way into the next Mattel creation set. Okay. So I must ask you, what is your favorite figure? Oof. Dude, honestly, that's a hard question. Because when they've done Razor and Scott Hall right, it's been damn near perfect. That Defining Moments is one of my favorite Razor Ramon figures ever. But my most favorite is the Hasbro. Which one? Uh, The Black Vest. Okay. We didn't have the purple one. I wouldn't buy the repaints because I couldn't buy every single one. So I avoided the repaints with the exception of the black and white Yokozuna. So I passed. And of course, to this day, I kick myself for doing it. I passed on the purple razor and the black and silver Shawn Michaels. But to this day, I don't know if it's the chain accessory or not. I love that chain accessory for that razor. They captured his face so well as Hasbro really tended to do. They just captured him perfectly. All he's missing is the toothpick. Well, you know what's cool is they actually kind of had his mouth like he had the toothpick in there. Yes, they did. They caught that little, the little almost like a snarl, if you will. And it's such a perfect likeness. And I don't know how they managed to capture that in a little three and three quarter inch figure or four inch figure. How they managed to make their figure so perfect, nine times out of ten, I'll never figure it out, but... Man, we're talking 1993 here. And they nailed it. And to this day, 2022, almost 30 years later, that remains my favorite Scott Hall slash Razor Ramon figure is that original Hasbro. You know what's funny, dude, is we were just talking about the time that you were ready to kill me because I gave away Razor's chain to Nathan. I was so pissed at you. I was so pissed at you. (laughs) I was like, no, you're going to school tomorrow. And you're going to tell him you're going to have that back in your hand the next day. <laughs> well, no, I had to call him that night. I remember his phone number too. And I I, I was like, hey, Nate, you know that razor chain I gave you? <laughs> I was probably standing over you when you called him too. <laughs> you were in the other room. I think you were in the spare bedroom. And you're all, he's all, yeah. I was all, Scott's ready to murder me? Literally, yes. And because when I got into your truck and you're like, hey, dude, I can't find the razor's chain. And I was like, oh, I gave it to Nathan. We had an extra. Before you even put your you put your foot on the clutch and shifted into first in your Mitsubishi Mighty Max truck, <laughs> you looked over me with a look I've maybe seen maybe two or three times. This was one of them. And you were ready to murder me. And you said, tomorrow, when you go back to school, you are going to get Razor's chain back from Nathan. <laughs> that Then you proceeded to start to go a little bit faster. You said, 
that was not yours to give away. And I was like, but we had an extra. And you're like, I don't care. I don't even you're... like Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love Nathan. You said you were going to get that back. So I got home and I had to call Nathan right away. I was like, hey, dude, you know that chain I gave you just a couple hours ago? Yeah, man, thanks. Yeah, Scott's ready to kill me right now, dude. So can I get that back? And luckily Nathan was cool. He's like, yeah, no problem, dude. I'll bring it back to you tomorrow. And he sure enough. Better. Yeah. Oh, dude. He, he knew that you would murder him. <laughs> I looked at you and I said, Chico, something <laughs> happens to that chain. Something's <laughs> going to happen to you, Mark. Um, <laughs> I can't help it. So as much as I do want to agree with you on the Hasbros, I love the defining moment. That but, really, that is your favorite over the house. See, I'm, I'm glad that you said that because that, that defining moment, it's, it's a one in one a for me. And it's so so good. I, I love it. And I got to thank you and GBM for getting me that defining moment. Cause I knew that if I ever met razor, that was the figure that I was going to get signed. Yep. And thankfully you guys got me that figure during COVID. And when I met razor last year, I was able to get it signed. Great pick dude. I love that defining moments figure. It is so good. Mattel just absolutely captured him perfectly. I do too, man. It's just that him holding the IC belt out. Yes. It's something about that. That's just, God, Mattel just captured it perfectly in figure form. Yes, and the best part is we're mint on card collectors. So when they do something like that inside the box or on the card, it adds that extra element of love for the figure and creativity and display. It just adds so much more to that figure, the fact that they had him holding the belt, like you said. Well, on top of that, the Defining Moments packaging was so good. They had the purple with the gold in the back on the outline. Yes. Oh, God. I love that figure so much. It's just the whole presentation. I know a lot of people are going to say Hasbro, and I, you know what? I'm not going to fault you at all. No, it, nobody should be arguing over what their favorite Razor figure is because each sure. one has sentimental value to you. Or Even whatever. if you say Funko or Stack Down, nobody's arguing. Right, right. Just don't say Toy Biz. But <laughs> shame on you. What? What did I say? It came with a sting mask. <laughs> that was the only cool part about it. <laughs> Will you stop? <laughs> But anyways, I'm going to go uh, Defining Moment Razor. Mattel hasn't, I don't think Mattel has done a bad Razor at all, to be 100% honest. No, they really haven't. From their basics all the way to the Defining Moment. And one thing we should mention about Scott Hall slash Razor Ramon, probably the the biggest name, top of the card guy to never hold the world title. And why? Because he didn't need it. He was that cool that he did not need to hold a world title for the fans to do his sing-along of AO. He didn't need a world title to get the fans on his side. Whether he was a heel or a face, you loved him. And he didn't need the world title. Yes, very well decorated with the Intercontinental title, with singles titles in WCW, with the tag team titles. He never needed that world title to establish himself. He did it on his own. Guys like Hogan, guys like Nash, Goldberg, DDP, Austin, Triple H, Mankind, The Rock, all former heavyweight champions. Scott Hall never was a heavyweight champion and still was at the top of the card. And that speaks volumes about him. He didn't need that title to get to the top. 
I've seen so many great tributes from everybody that's been showing their figures that have taken pictures with Razor. Uh, I love seeing them. And I think one of the best, one of the greatest tributes, man, outside of Kevin Nash's, Kevin Nash's, man, holy crap. Oh, dude, if, if you didn't shed a little bit of a tear reading that, check your pulse. So one of my favorite ones, and it was just a quick little thing. They're doing the New Japan Cup and Tanahashi came out the other night. I don't know if you saw this, Scott. I didn't. Tanahashi came out and the camera was right on Tanahashi. Tanahashi slid to the side and had his arms out like Razor used to do. Nice. And he pretended he had a toothpick and he flicked it at the camera. And I was like, oh, man. Well, the backstory to that is when Tanahashi was a, a young boy in New Japan, Scott Hall put him over. Really? It was a quick little five-minute match. Tanahashi did a quick roll-up, but a young boy is not supposed to beat Scott Hall. That just doesn't happen, and Scott Hall did that for Tanahashi. And Tanahashi has always kind of held that close to his heart. Talk about recognizing talent way back when, when Tanahashi was a young lion, dude. Like, Scott Hall saw something, obviously. Yep. And he was absolutely 100% correct. Yeah. So anyways, that the tributes have been great. Uh, reading everybody's story of how Scott Hall impacted them or, you know, the times that they met him, you know, it's been great reading all of them. And I've tried to read as many as I can just through Facebook, through Twitter. It's just like, I can't get enough information and in hearing the stories because I think we're all in shock and we're all wanting to know, you know, hear the stories of your interactions. So but that is not even it for Scott Hall figures. We still have the Superstars figures, which I just got my Hogan and I'm in love with these figures. So Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, HBK, I'm getting all those, dude. Warrior. Yeah, I'm getting all those figures when those hit. But I'm especially looking forward to the Scott Hall now. I'm really thinking I'm now going to get the Hogan. And I, of course, that means that I've got to get pretty much all of Series 2. Yes, because you have I, to. Yeah, I was on the fence on the Razor or the Scott Hall and the the Kevin Nash, but man, they come with those tag titles and I don't know how many more Scott Hall figures we're going to get. I hope a lot, but because this is also kind of a love letter to the Remco line and he had a Remco figure, it it makes a lot of sense for me to want to pick this one up and I think I'm going to have to now. I've got to get the Scott. I'm pretty much going to get all of series two now, I guess. <laughs> so when they go on pre-order, I'm going to have to be in line with the rest of you. I got to get that Scott Hall. I got to get the Kevin Nash. I'm going to have to go find the series one Hogan. Cause you can't have Hall and Nash in their NWO shirts without having Hogan right next to him for sure. Scott, just do it. Yeah. All right. You talked me into it. Normally right. you're a horrible influence, but in this, in this instance, you're a very positive influence. I am not a horrible influence. You were trying to talk me into Castle Grayskull. Yeah. You and Travis hammered me on Castle Grayskull. Yeah. And you know what? You should have done that. (laughs) It's 80 bucks, dude. What's $80? Come on now. All four of Series 2 superstars. You know what? Okay. That is true. Mm -hmm. I can get those instead. And I would rather have those four than Castle Grayskull. You could have had Castle Grayskull over RoboCop. RoboCop was only like 35 bucks. Come on. Let's not get carried away. Don't don't disparage RoboCop's name. <laughs> Ever. He has a statue in Detroit, dude. There's no statue of you in Detroit. Not yet, at least. <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping one day. <laughs> one day when you go try out for the Pistons and they hire you. <laughs> they'll put you right next to Isaiah Thomas. 
Okay, that's not happening. <laughs> yeah, let's not get carried away. All right, Scott. So, wish list any figures you'd like to see that they haven't done of Scott Hall? Yeah, why haven't they done a Scott Hall when he jumped the barricade at WCW? That's a good wish list right there, dude. I mean, I, I thought you were going to say Scott Hall from AWA. I would love to see that too, but it's just uh, talking about the revolution that he created with the NWO. And granted, it wasn't just him, of course, but he was a huge part. He was the first one on the scene. I'm really surprised nobody has made that figure yet. Jax didn't make it. Toy Biz never made it, which is shocking. They could have. Mattel's never made it. Just kind of surprising. Nobody's made that Scott Hall from that episode. It was such an iconic moment, right? We just celebrated 316, and we've had plenty of figures of that. But Scott Hall jumping the barricade, to me, is just as iconic because with Austin 316, like we talked about earlier, it created that next boom in wrestling. We haven't seen one since, right? We had Hulkamania and we had the NWO slash Austin 316. Those two events were lightning in a bottle. We haven't had a third. Arguably, I guess. But in my opinion, we have not had that third. And Scott Hall was a huge part of it. And I think a figure of that moment, oh, dude, fans would eat that up. All right. I'm going to go back to WCW like you just did. I'm going to say Diamond Stud. I would love to see that. I would. We almost had one with Galoob. Correct. There was a prototype, but we did not actually get a diamond stud figure because that would have been a huge notch on the uh, the figure belt, so to speak. For Hall to get a Galoob, he'd be in rare company. Basically, he'd be missing an LJN. He almost had everything else. So if he had that Galoob made, dude, that's like super rare company. Well, I'm going to say Diamond Stud. I think we are long overdue for a Diamond Stud figure. I agree. I agree. And then, of course, people are going to be saying, well, we got to get Vinny Vegas, and then we got to get Oz. Yes and yes. <laughs> yeah, I think that thing would sell like crazy. But you know what? <laughs> Ultimately, I think if Mattel did a two-pack of Kurt Henning and Scott Hall from their AWA days, I think that would still sell. Yeah. I think that would still resonate with a lot of the old-school fans. It would definitely be at the top of my list. And it would be a great homage to both of them together that while you and I did miss a lot of that, because it was so hard for us to catch AWA way back then, we were finally able to get it on TV when the Midnight Rockers were facing Rose and Summers, but we missed a lot of that tag team run. Regardless, it would be a great callback to their like Remco figures and to those early days. They probably can't do the AWA titles, that's okay. I would love to see them do the AWA tag team, Kurt Henning and Scott Hall. I think that'd be great. Also, tying it back to figures, I don't know if you saw this, Scott, but a lot of the figure groups on Facebook banded together and basically said no selling of Scott Hall figures for a month. Amen. Kudos to yeah. every Facebook group that I saw. I, I can't remember everyone, but kudos to all of you guys that did that. That was phenomenal great job on calling that they were telling people take it take your stuff over to ebay if you're going to do that but you're not going to do that here because a lot of those facebook groups would do allow you to sell stuff well they put a ban on all scott hall figures being sold for one calendar month yeah i i love it we've always griped about people doing that taking advantage of a wrestler's passing just to get a little more money off of the figures. People selling autographed razor figures for like seven, $800. You should be ashamed of yourself. Now's not the time. That is not the way the wrestling community comes together to celebrate a life is by selling the figures autographed in some cases 
for 10, 20 times their value. It's it's ridiculous. And like you, Jeff, I also offer kudos and a huge thank you to those groups that banned the sales. I'm in full support of that. And that will now round out the show. Um, it was going to be a different show. I didn't know how it was going to be structured this week, but it's just not the week to just have the most upbeat of shows. As Scott said, it's been down because of Big E and especially the news of Scott Hall. So we'll just round it out right there. Next week, we'll be back to our jovial selves and Scott will be doing the Aquanet Minute, which it will not be Ghost. Uh, it will not. I guess that was this week. Actually, I have an idea for next week's Aquanet Minute. Oh, look at you getting involved. I like this. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun, but that'll, that'll be next week. But anyways, we want you guys to head on over to WrestlingToyTracker.com if you're in the hunt for any LJNs, Galoobs, Hasbros, Just Toys, Bendoms, Defining Moments, or Retros, carded or loose. If you're on the hunt for any of those, make sure you're getting the fair prices over there at WrestlingToyTracker.com. Also, our podcasting buddies, I'm going to just run through them really quick. You guys know Breaker and Bane's Power Hour, of course. I can't wait to be meeting up with Breaker in Dallas. Hopefully not Venus. He's uh, not invited. N- no, Venus is not going to be making the trek with Breaker. Breaker will not allow that to happen. Excellent. TB Toycast, where they talked about Super Soakers this past week. And Breaker's other side project. You know it's fake, right? Also, check out Doing the Favor. Over at doingthefavor.com, you can check out the SKUs and UPCs for BrickSeek and pop finder but while you're over there make sure you're listening to doing the favor show again doing the favor.com and listen to their show on itunes steve and eric we're talking about wrestlemania 11 this past week scott ew ew david <laughs> ew <laughs> wrestlemania 11 ew stevie <laughs> <laughs> oh my god one of the worst wrestlemanias if not the worst wrestlemania of all time but it was pretty interesting hearing Steve and Eric talk about it. So check them out at Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm going to be hanging out with Steve a lot in Dallas. He's going to be sick of me by the time uh, Dallas is over, dude. <laughs> He'll take you to the third best taqueria in Dallas. Oh, dude, no. No Tex-Mex. No Tex-Mex. <laughs> Amen. Oh, dude. High five on that one, dude. Yes. <laughs> also, Justin Summers over at Wrestling Cheers puts out a fun show each week as well. Check out Seth, Sheena, and Marco over at the Chick Foley show. Our good friends over there. Tim is pulling up a chair over at pulling up a chair where he had Brian Breaker on this past week. Oh, love that. And Scott, what you got for drunk wrestling history? Yeah, give us a follow at wrestling underscore drunk the show that dropped this past friday we did a review of wrestlemania 31 went like two hours because of course we did uh we were gonna split the episode fans voted no so it's one chunk two hours one of our funniest episodes if i do say so myself actually eddie told me to say that because he's really trying to put the episode over but if you were a fan of wrestlemania play button like we were check it out because we are drunk wrestling history we're not always accurate but we're always drunk WrestleMania play button, one of the best WrestleManias. We heavily get into that. Heavily. 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 While heavily drinking. Also, check out <clears throat> Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling. And every single day, Ryan Buds does trivia with Buds. And if you're in the Tennessee area, see if he's doing some live trivia. Check him out. Facebook, Ryan Buds. Scott, roll call. Yep. Going to throw it out to Jason Wolf. I implore you guys, head over to his website if you need artwork. If you are into custom Hasbros like we are, 
Go check out Doyle Draws. That's D-O-Y-L-E draws.com. This dude does incredible work. He's an independent. So go out of your way to support him. We want to see Jason make artwork and figures for years to come. He deserves your support. Go check it out. DoyleDraws.com. The great Jason Wolf and Jeff. That rounds out Roll Call. Scott, for episode 322, anything else? Yeah, I just want to thank everybody for kind of tuning in and listening to this one. It's like Jeff kept saying, it's just kind of a different episode, but it didn't feel right just doing your run-of-the-mill fully posable episode. We wanted to make sure that we went out of our way to appreciate, respect, and celebrate the life that Scott Hall had and what he gave us as a performer because he gave us everything. And if I can, Jeff, and I know this one's been kind of done to death, on, I'm sure on everybody's podcast, but 2014, his Hall of Fame speech, hard work pays off, dreams come true. Bad times don't last, but bad guys do. Razor is going to live forever in our hearts and our minds on the network. He's going to live forever. Thank you, Razor, for everything. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Fig life since 2016. And happy toy hunting. You forgot something in that speech. I did. Yeah, I think he said, and Scott Toon's a mark. (laughs) (laughs) I think his exact words were filthy mark, Jeff. Oh, filthy mark. (laughs) I'm only joking with you, dude. No, it's very well said, dude. I mean, as you said, it's he's going to live on in our hearts, dude. I mean, and we get to go back and anytime we want, we can go back and watch a Razor match or a Scott Hall match anytime we want on Pecock. And thank you for everything you did for the wrestling business. With all that said... I want to thank you guys for tuning in to episode 322 or 322. Hashtag Fig Life. Adios. Uh, yeah. Fully hosable. Let's go. Jeff and Scott, the Tomb Brothers, busting out the ring. But we don't take it out the box, MOC. Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week. We're the OGs of WFP. Fully posable, thank you all for listening. It ain't no storyline, real life siblings. So everybody go and do your toy spotting. Hashtag Fig Life, adios from the Kings.